Yeah, you know, Dan, I, I know we discussed, you know, starting the podcast off with um, some quotes or, you know, some some favorite uh, stand-up moments, but it's been a tough week. We've lost a lot of people, and I think this is the, the best way. This is the only way to start the podcast this week. Meatloaf this week. A legend. Legend. We also lost a legend, Patrick Shy. It's such a weird, terrible, heartbreaking story with him. Lush Andre Leon Tally, and of course Dan's favorite designer Thierry Muller is no more heartbreaking Okay. This is our people's bedrooms. Well, he explains it in the next few lines. If you listen, listen, Inzo, listen, listen closely, listen closely, listen closely, listen closely, listen carefully. No, what a song, bruh You know, they're just some songs. No matter how many times you listen to them. It don't come easy, Dan. It won't come hard. And some nights you're breathing fire. And some nights you're caught in ice. Some nights you're like nothing I've ever seen before. Will again. And maybe I'm crazy. Oh, it's crazy and it's true. I know you can it's true. Yeah, man. What a classic. R.I.P. Meatloaf. You know, for, for, for a while, my mother didn't let us listen to Meatloaf because she thought his music videos were mm. 
of a demonic the, nature. The, the, the most interesting fact about meatloaf that I know is that he was a vegetarian. Isn't that there? I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but Phil, if, while we're talking about people we lost this week, I can't believe you didn't mention Zex Manatza. I mean, come on, come on, come on, Philip, come on, come on. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, that, that was actually another. I was actually going to do it like a proper one at the end. But I was just trying to figure out like, hey, what do you do? Anyway, bless your favorite Zig one has this one. I, I only, so he had a, he, I think he had like a, a very famous Caps United song. Um, but for me, obviously, the, to be honest, the only song that I do know, <laughs> that I know for real is Tiob. When I do it, looks like I'm doing clucks. It's never music that I personally liked, but it's always connected to memories of something of Zim long ago or whatever. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a sad loss. And of course, one of the other things that Zex was famous for was he had his wedding in Rufaro Stadium. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just real saying. niggas do real things, Dan. I mean, real niggas do real things. I mean, come on. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, um, it's another week. I won't lie, Philip. Um, we're getting numb to this, and that's a terrible thing. Mm. It is, it is. It's a scary thing, actually, Dan, because, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel like when people damn like, oh, here we go. But also, like, when you try to protect yourself, what do you do? What can you do? What can, what you, can do? you do? Um, the show must go on, Philip. So uh, yeah. let us uh, let us raise the energy. Um, yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. It, it, it's what our full heroes would want. Absolutely. You know, let's go. Listeners. Good to go. Sound mm. thing now. Hey, 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 hey. Get, 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 let me hear a drum But me not have no Ross Clark podcast. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Dwimbos. This is your boy Danny, that guy, aka Dennyas. Oh no, I have a different I have a different intro now. This is your boy Denny, that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wigumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. I'm giving a new meaning to the term yellow bone in Zimbabwe. You see, CC, aka Agunamuwe right. Danimo. And he's able to <laughs> And he's able to run only the unmistakable, the last male podcaster to be unproblematical. The Tie me up like a string, like I'm Cabs at the Smalls Outfitable. 
Phil Chad, aka Flame Floss, the big boss, baby, aka Pizza B, aka Sex into Love, aka Filthy Phil, and of course, Samari, the Tangerine. What's up, Dan? You good? You good? You good? Dan, how come you didn't come to the studio today? Why, why, why are we still doing those over Zoom? Ever since you got engaged, you've been keeping a, a, a very big distance, Dan. I don't like. I don't like this. Oh. Nothing but distance between you. You want me to change that? (laughs) You know, Phil, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I hate to tell this to people, but I can tell you, obviously, because, you know, we've been friends for so long. I don't really have time for anyone else anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. I used to, Mm. I always used to look sideways at people approaching marriage immediately after marriage, like, bro, so you've just forgotten about your friends. But it really be like that. You just, you... It, it'd be like that. I don't know how else to describe it. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. Nothing but distance between our bodies. So, uh, Phil, have you, have you thrown out your, your yellow warrior's jersey? Of course not, Dan. In fact, no, we'll, we'll come to that. Don't worry. You're jumping the gun. We'll come to that. Don't worry. We'll to I'm not jumping the gun. We'll I'm just that. asking. No, no, no. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, okay, let's, let's actually start with uh, what we normally do. Zimbabweans doing it big. Hey, this week we got huge news in the world of technology. Mm, um, mm, mm, Zimbabwean James Manika, currently living in the United States of America and the head of the McKinsey Global Institute, also former advisor to President Barack Obama. He has been appointed as Google, well, technically alphabets, First senior VP of technology and society. Technology and society, you'd say. Mm. Well, it's a new position in which uh, James Manika Basically, so, is uh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to do They're some covering. work on, yeah. on tech and society. Yeah. They're under pressure and they need they need a good uh, they need someone to to herd the, the cattle because uh, when under pressure, who else to turn to but a Zimbabwean? So no, but um, yeah, I, I I hope it's more him breaking the glass ceiling than them putting him on the glass cliff. <laughs> no, I don't think you know so. the glass cliff is right. It breaks beneath you. No, yeah. So basically, the the glass cliff it's a phenomena um, where when a um, an organization or a CEO has just been caught out doing some reprehensible things, the organization will appoint a CEO that's a minority to, you know, take the heat off and then g- gain goodwill, but also put them in a position to fail because there's no way they're not going to f- succeed. And then by that doing so, they then say, ah, oh, but you see, we appointed the blackies and they failed. So we're going back to YT. Yeah. But I mean, Google CEO is, is not white. So yeah, he's also not doing a very good job. When has a Google CEO really done a great job? Since, fam, even Eric Schmidt did a good job. Since like 2005, I would say. Compared to Sunda, Eric Schmidt was way better. (laughs) Fam, Eric Schmidt brought us Android. Sunda has killed, well, breaking news. I'm I'm now planning to leave. This is the the Pixel, the new Pixel phone is going to be the first Pixel phone I have not bought or even considered buying. And I'm switching back to Apple. Do you know how bad things have to be for me to be like, you know what the best choice for me is right now? Apple. I won't lie. It's a great choice. I'm, I'm enjoying Apple. I'm enjoying no, Apple. The notifications are still crap. That's for sure. The like notifications Android. are now very easily customizable using uh, the focus modes. No, Dan, oh my God. You have no idea what good notifications. If, if you think focus mode makes your notifications better, shame. Dan. The notifications on app. I have Apple devices. I have an iPhone. 
I know they're crap. I use them every day. No, you just haven't set it up. And the thing is, you say they're crap, but I love them. I love them. I have an, I have Android devices. No, no. You, you have those ones. You don't have... Yeah, I mean, you know, Apple's uh, Apple's treating me well. It's treating me well. I've got no complaints. And, and I can see we're you not a podcast over. of the people. People say we're not a podcast of the people. How dare they? <laughs> All right. So a uh, huge shout out, of course, to James Manika. Um, it's, I think it's a big deal because, I mean, Google, come on. It's, it's one of the three biggest companies in the world. I don't know if that's mm. technically true. But anyway, yeah, so shout out to to James. Maybe you can divert a couple of days of revenue to solve our, our financial issues in Zimbabwe. Um, all right. Shall we talk about uh, feedback from our last episode? Uh, in our last episode, which was the ESGN episode, because, you know, we spoke a lot about sports. Um, there was some feedback I wanted to quickly address. Let me, let me, let me pull it up. I didn't write it down. I just put, I'm, I'm just going to read directly from, from our, our two broke twimbles, Twitter mentions. Mm. Um, 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 yes. See, um, almost on a whim last week, I played a new song that I just heard and just read about and just heard before we listened to the podcast by EDM artist Tapiwa. I like the energy. I like the response and the energy in return to playing the music. So I just mm. wanted to shout him out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tapiwa, a.k.a. at Tapiwa Sound on Twitter. Dope stuff, man. Send us more music when it's ready. We got each other. You know, it's, it's, it's a game of having each other. Having each other. We got each, each. So, mm. yeah. Thanks very much for having that energy on, uh, on Two Broke Twimbles. Also, we've had two requests for interviews. So first of all, someone said, can mm-hmm. we have Kim Jade on, on Two Broke Twimbles? Yeah, Dan. Well, okay, listener, we requested uh, that. Um, we've had many opportunities to have Kim Jade on the podcast, but for some reason, Dan, whenever he meets my celebs, he forgets the Anne podcast. Which is somewhat frustrating. Philip. Because on right now we can get pretty much any, well, okay, with, without over-exaggerating, but pretty much most African celebs on the podcast if we really wanted to. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just in this space where we're not yet having celebs at the moment, but we're going to bring them on. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh no, we never have a Chaplas, there was COVID, you know? Last, actually, last time Kim yeah, came, yeah. She, we got her on radio. And uh, she was like super worried and COVID protocols and Chichina have to give her props, you know, shout out to her for caring about, uh, you know, social distancing, face masks, Chichi. Well, she also had to catch a flight back. That is also true. Which requires a positive, a negative test. So, I mean. Then someone else wanted us to get Bomani Jones onto the podcast. You know, we've got pool. I don't think we have ESPN pool. I mean, you know, put it out in the universe. Who is that? What does he do? 
You know, Bomani Jones is Bomani Jones is um he's a former writer. He was also a, a, a professor of um, journalism. Um, he's very famous for being yeah one of the outspoken black voices on ESPN. He had the right time with Bomani Show podcast. He had a show with Dan Lebertard, which got cancelled recently. He's now doing a bunch of spots. He's also been around on, on around the horn. Pardon the interruption. Okay, oh, I forget, Dan. You don't really, you don't know anything about sports besides Arsenal. I watch football, and I believe that's enough sports for me. Okay, yeah, but yeah, a little but, bit but, of but rugby, but it's, it's, I mean, it's very surface knowledge. You know, very mm. surface. He'd be a great, he, he'd be a great guest, but yeah, he'd be a tough one to get. But let me, you know what? I'm gonna hit him up. He's very, he's very responsive in his in his mentions. Let me hit him up. Well, he didn't respond to the request. Just saying. Um, well, because it was a, it was a, a roundabout. How do you respond to a third party? You know, you must direct. Then that's like saying, "Yo, Dan, you should date Kim." And then Kim's like, "Yeah, you should." No, come on, man. She's gonna. You're like, "Nah, man. Come on. Holler me directly." Hey, Good Pods HQ just uh, followed us on Twitter. Oh. Dan, it's not that slow of a news week. Let's keep the show going. No, I please. didn't realize. I'm, I'm only seeing it now. It's oh, pretty cool. Anyway, okay. Mm, let's keep the show going. Let's keep the show going. Uh, let's talk. Currently in Zimbabwe, we see a seven-day rolling average of 11 new cases per day, which is uh, good news. It seems... <laughs> Yes, Philip. Is there something you found funny? <laughs> 11 a day. So for the past week, we had 77 new COVID cases. Yep. In the whole country. 77 total cases. That doesn't seem right. Hold on. I'm, I'm opening the ministry <laughs> website. Hold on. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> oh wait. So, so it's only after I questioned you did you realize that that number made no sense. I was just I was just reading what was on the on the show notes. Oh, yeah, that's last week's <laughs> thing. Let me open the ministry website. Did you just copy paste? Oh no, my bad. I was reading the wrong. <clears throat> Rolling seven day average. Of seven <laughs> new kids. This doesn't make any sense. Philip, who wrote this? <laughs> the Ministry of Health. No. The, the seven-day rolling average for new cases is 297. <laughs> I still don't believe that, but okay. At least that, that's it. That's at, at least it's within the realm of number fudging. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, like so, sometimes when you've got a, you've got a, you know, Cook the books a little bit. Mm, I mean, you know, you know, you know, 100%. Like, what was that? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's, that's possible. It's possible. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, Philip, can you tell whoever wrote seven Yeah, I think they just copied G seven days and then put seven new cases a day. Uh, <laughs> South Africa has a lower rolling seven day average of 116 new cases. I'm now questioning these. <laughs> this is not good. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> we are the source of real news, Dan. Real news. Okay. The point is, real news. COVID is still there, but at least it seems to be slowing down in Bichan. But it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. 
so then um I think someone know, at work as, had COVID as, today. Oh one of the one of the seven. Oh good day. <laughs> one of the seven, no. <laughs> oh yes, one of the seven people, yes. It's just they were they looked sick, you know. And I was like, is everything okay? We, and they were like allergies. I was like, mm. <laughs> Wait till they came to work. Yes. But my allergies are now. So what pollen is in the air? I don't know, rain. Philip. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, it's one of those, like, I don't want to say anything. I mean, if you know it's allergies, it's all good. But maybe, maybe they're allergic to the virus's protein spikes. Maybe that's what's going <laughs> on. I'm just, I'm just having a reaction to <clears throat> this infection. Oh my god! Oh, somebody give me some bad histamines. Oh god! That's exactly how she sounded. <laughs> um, so anyway, then I was saying that you know, like we've been struggling to to get people vaccinated, especially men. You know, there's that there's that macho attitude that's pervading, especially in African culture. Like, ah, oh, no, it's fine. I'll fight it off. It's just a flu. You know, mm-hmm. I just drew some ginger and. There's some shocking news coming out of uh, the good old land of America. And I'm just going to read the headline and then we'll discuss. But it's it's concerning. And I think the medical fraternity is turning a blind eye to this. And it's concerning. It's concerning, Dan. I, for one, am shocked. Man claims his penis shrank one and a half inches. As he says, COVID dick is real, say doctors. As if contracting COVID wasn't bad enough, a dismayed man now claims that he's lost a whopping one and a half inches from the length of his penis as a lingering result of the vile virus. My penis has shrunk, lamented the griping guy in a letter to the How to Do It podcast this week. I'm a heterosexual man in my 30s, he said, anonymously, only referring to himself as coming up short. In July last year, I contracted COVID and was very sick. When I got out of the hospital, I had some der- Oh, sorry, erectile dysfunction issues. I mean, Dan, personally, this is why I've been vaccinated 17 times. I mm. don't have much to lose lengthwise. I was about to say, I, I was mean, about to say, I, so clearly COVID has been there for a much longer time than I thought because, <laughs> yeah, because guys, you know, like I'm already, I was I'm, born with COVID. I'm, I'm already skirting the, 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 the line of just being average. Can you imagine being one and a half inches below average? Ah, fam, I'd lose all my pull in these streets. Well, so guys, the good thing is, the good thing is we know, as we know, Phil, it doesn't matter, you know? Mm, 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 yeah. So that's, mm. that's the thing that, that gives me hope, you know? Mm. Mm. So wow, guys, this is a whole long article. Wow. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> in the New York post. Wow. 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 But no, but Dan, this is a, this is a serious issue. And I'm saying pe- people are ignoring, like the medical fraternity is turning a blind eye to this. They're turning a blind eye to this one eyed monsters problem. And it's a serious problem. Mm. Huh? Can, can you imagine, mm. Dan, can you imagine like we come outside the pandemic and everyone's lost like an inch or two. Fam. Please, please let that be the case. Please, please, please. It, it, it reduces the global average, right? But it also reduces your average. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, you know, difference, the difference, Philip, between five centimeters and 10 centimeters is, is less noticeable than the difference between five kilometers and 10 kilometers. You see what I mean? I have so, no idea what you're talking about. If who, we all head down as a 10 kilometer shaft, I want to meet this person. <laughs> no, so it's just dude faints every I'm time using... he gets aroused. Just oh, boom, oh, boom. faint it. 
<laughs> hyperbole, Philip, just to prove, just to show the point. But yeah, um, I'm closing this COVID conversation. <laughs> you mean this cock conversation? <laughs> That's not that's not it. This is it. Podcasters are under attack. Male podcasters, but Dan, is today this these past two weeks have been bad for us. Between those minions that academics is is has given a platform and that idiot in South Africa, it's been a tough week for male podcasters. Dan, our our brand is under siege. And I, I lamented over the on, on Twitter the other day, like these these dudes are gonna mess up the game before we can even make the money back for our microphones. It's just it's it's <sighs> so in case you're wondering, this is the situation. Uh we don't talk about him much, but uh in South Africa, uh there's a podcaster by the name of Mac G. He uh, hosts a very popular podcast called Podcast and Chill. The format of the podcast is uh, very often interviews with uh, high-profile celebrities. Um, he seemed to have landed a big one when he sat down with Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari Lennox, of course, R&B, soulish singer from America, yeah, signed to Dreamville, you know, has some bangers out there. Recently did a song with Nasty C and more importantly, was uh, billed to perform at Rocking the Daisies mm. at the end of this year. Notice Dan used the past tense there. I mean, I was excited because mm. I I was expecting mm. to be in that area. Oh, I forget. And Dan is now a Cape Town boy. What better pre-wedding? Dan, huh? Huh? Mm. Dan, Dan, you might as well just move to Capstad because that's what, that's what's going on here. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, so he looked to have landed a great interview. You know, they were doing it over Zoom. Um, beginning of the interview. Hello, hello. How are you? Fine, fine. Mac G decides to know, start the interview yeah. off. It default to regular settings. No need for pretense. Let's go straight to the nonsense. He asks Ari Lennox, is someone effing you good right now? In fact, let me just play it for you so you can hear the <laughs> Okay, openness. are we playing Douglas, from- don't forget to clean this up. Make sure, we, make sure we're playing from a pirated version because I don't want to give them any streams. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, wait. There's, 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 there's things to discuss here. Here we go. Check it out. Like, if yeah. I pop it with you, are you going to play with me? Or are we going to get married? Like, the f***? Like, yeah. no no weirdness. No. Yeah. And where we at right now? Is someone you good right now? You oh, my married? God. Whoa, there. <laughs> Listen to him um, laugh. I'm not having... What, what a weird so man. He's just a weirdo. <laughs> weird. Why that way? Why exit that way? Whoa. Because that's what you say in the song, you know what I mean? I uh, love that part. When did, I say, when did I say that? I said it in the song? Yeah, don't you remember that song? I do, but I don't, I don't, I didn't, oh, I guess I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> okay, so, um, I, I, when I saw this come up, I watched about five minutes into the interview. And I was like, I, yeah, I can't. Five minutes, wow. I, I, I might give up a long time ago. I was like, that's fine. I, I'll live with that. I can't, I can't. Anyway, they uh, they they left. I mean, okay. Okay, let me let me tell the whole story, then we can discuss. So anyway, so Ari Lennox uh, went on Twitter and some people started discussing 
um, yo, Ari looked so uncomfortable in this interview, and a lot of them was American Twitter and so on. So Ari came up and took a clip of the of this thing, and uh, it was also on the shade room. It was in a lot of places. And she starts, she's like, yo, this was very uncomfortable for me. Um, why wasn't parts of the interview destroyed like the team promised? Why didn't anyone intervene? Because I was all on a call full of people. Um, why did it happen to begin with? Um, she says, I feel slow and ambushed and blindsided. Uh, and then it led to a lot of back and forths because you know South African men. <clears throat> nah, then let's, no, probably then, let's, South, no, Southern, men. Af- Southern men. African men in general. Men. Because this, it was, it was um, all the men. All nationalities were equally embarrassing. Yeah, but you know, it started. So, so a lot of them were like, hey, like, what's your problem? And, and you know, people like, they like to do this whole, like, I'm savage. That's what I do. Ha ha ha. So they were like really coming at, at Ari and, and assaulting her and whatever. So she said, she basically said she was also like, um, speaking back and basically said, yo, if this is how y'all are in South Africa, it's fine. I get it. I get the message loud and clear. I'm no longer coming there. I'll never come mm. there. People are like, hey, good riddance. We don't even like no, you. We hate you. One of the most hilarious parts was because <sighs> trying to put it delicately. You know, let me just say, a lot of Mac G's fans are idiots. You know, not 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 the brightest, mm-hmm. not the not, not the brightest bulbs on the shelf, and they were like, yeah, because Ari, you need you need you're not even as big as like South African stars like Casper Newfest. Casper Newfest has a million followers. You only have seven hundred thousand. You're nothing, and that just shows the length and breadth of the intellectual acuity, rather, of these individuals, where they gauge popularity or they gauge. Um, appeal by how many Twitter followers you have because that's that, that that's the only rubric that's the only currency that they they, they deem to be valuable and mm. Ari Lennox she might not be the biggest star in the South African sphere but she's a big star in markets that pay a lot more than South Africa she was headlining one of South Africa's biggest festivals that has been postponed for the past two years keep in mind Rocking the Days was also bringing Stormzy last year because of the pandemic. They couldn't, of course. Mm. So she's she's at that ilk. She's at that level. And I, for one, would have loved to see her perform live because I love her music. I love She About a Baby. I love Pressure. I also understand where she sits uh, culturally. So the fact that Maggie did the interview with her is a failure on many parts. Firstly. Um, so in fact, to, to just add on to this, after this, Ari continued, this, this debate continued and we'll, we'll discuss it a little later, but then also what, what came out was a few days later, Ari also said, you know what? I'm actually done with Dreamville as well. I want to, I'm done with Dreamville. I'm done with Interscope. I want to get on my contract. And when I started thinking about it, I could realize why. And she mentioned it with these tweets. So some of you guys might not realize what happens when a big artist does an interview, a big artist for an interview like this to go forward. They will speak to the festival organizers and the festival organizers will have their PR and media team. And then they'll say, listen, we've booked you as part of your contract. You're entire, you, you, you're obligated to do X amount of media um, appearances so that we can promote your performance and also promote you within the market. Right. And someone at rocking the daisies thought, ah, you know, what would be a good place to get an interview? Mac J podcast. And then they, they proposed this idea to Ari's team and possibly someone from Dreamville and someone at Dreamville and Ari's team was like, yeah, 
sure, let's do that without actually doing their due diligence on both sides. And also, when this interview takes place, what normally happens is the manager, the publicist from both parties is probably going to be on the Zoom call anyway. So when someone like Mac G says something like that, no matter what the context is, because the context is somewhat irrelevant because the result is the same. If Ari Lennox looks uncomfortable, looks flummoxed, it's incumbent on someone, particularly on her side, to step in and be like, hey, buddy, calm your ass down. The question might be asked, she might, she might be offended, that's not going to change. But at the very least, Mac G now knows that he shouldn't do that. The problem here is Mac G asked the question. The question was not questioned, or not pushed back against, rather, that's a better turn of phrase. And he was now allowed to laugh it off. And as Ari explained, and as many women have explained, when you're a victim of a certain level of sexual impropriety or sexual assault or um, just inappropriate behavior, sometimes you dismiss it as a defense mechanism or because you haven't fully understood what you're dealing with. And it's only later when you process, you're like, wait a minute, that didn't feel right. And it didn't feel right because of A, B, C, D. That was messed up. And that's the issue here. It's not... And people on the timeline who are saying Ari Lennox should not be singing about sex and therefore should not ask questions about sex, shut up, you're stupid. The fact is, art is art, right? An artist has the right to create whatever art they deem necessary. You are allowed to critique that art, but you are not allowed to violate that person's personal boundaries. And if Ari has said, this is my personal boundary, you're not allowed to cross it. Because, uh, uh, so, let me just finish and I'll, I'll think it off. Mm-hmm. And someone brought up a great example. You'll never, for the death of you, ever hear an interviewer ask Beyonce about your on partition when you told the driver to roll up the window so you can get your black blown out. Like, how did you feel? Because people understand you are not going to ask Beyonce that question and get away with it. Why do they somehow feel that you can ask any black woman that question and get away with it? I think that's, that's the major problem. But anyway, go ahead, Dan. So this is what I was going to say. All right. So to start off with, I don't think the Mac G podcast shouldn't exist. I think there's people who enjoy that kind of content and it should definitely exist. Um, I think that there's probably people who, there's probably, we have a lot of, uh, we probably have a lot of in, uh, what you call it? You know, in the Venn diagram of Mac G listeners and Two Brook Tumbo's listeners, mm-hmm. there's probably people who listen to both. So uh, this is this is not to say that I don't think it should exist, but it's not for me personally. And the reasons it's not for me are because I think it's distasteful. Not only he's just um, not a good I interviewer; think, he's terrible. Well, if if we you can feel that way, but other people love it, and he's managed to get a lot of because they feel he asks the questions that they want to hear. But there's also a reason why those questions are not asked. That's the thing that a lot of people fail to realize. But anyway, it's fine. I get it. People like it. People should have it if it exists, and all of that. However, I think most people know what style of podcast Mac G makes. Mac G always makes, uh, you know. Jokes of a sexual nature, sometimes very uncomfortable jokes, sometimes leading towards the direction of sexual assault. 
uh, Mac G often makes jokes about, I mean, he, we know, we know the, the things that he has trended for in the recent past, um, including using violent language against different groups like the trans community and so on. So look, Mac G is known that this platform delivers this style of content. Um, what I won't fault him on is I wouldn't say he's, he does misinformation. I wouldn't say he um, deliberately comes for people, insults people, but he does create a product that for my personal taste is a little bit distasteful, but I understand why it exists. So that, that disclaimer aside. So the first thing is, so I, I want to mention what a lot of people have been saying. So a lot of people have, are saying, guys, Ari Lennox sings about sex. She is very sexually liberated in her music. Not only does she sing, she talks about it on her social media. She, she's been in many public places where she speaks very openly about thing, or topics that other people might consider to be taboo. First of all, just to address that, no one said Mac G should not have asked a question about the lyric in the song or her music in general when it speaks about sexual topics or even sex in general. The, the, the issue here is you don't ask about that. The issue for me was this is someone you've just met. It's disrespectful to speak to them like that. You don't meet someone, even, even your friends or your family, you wouldn't just go up to them and say, da, 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 da. maybe your closest friends, if you already have that kind of rapport, if you wanted to ask that, uh, um, and I think a lot of people have sort of brought it out that, yeah, yeah, if you're going to ask that, if that's your style of podcast, we ask these kind of questions all good. You can figure out how to ask it. But if you ask it in a disrespectful way, then don't be shocked that the person feels disrespected. That's it. It is what it is. The person is disrespected. Everyone else around you is disrespected. Uh, Ari Lennox feels blindsided because obviously she didn't know about the podcast. She was booked to be on it. She was probably given a brief. Hey, there's a podcast in South Africa. Hey, in our research, they've shown that they like to be a little bit edgy. So just be on the lookout for that. She's probably like, I love that, man. I sing about sex all the time. I and someone comes think, and asks I don't even think she got that much of a brief. I don't, th I don't even think she got that much of a brief. Be that as it may, the fact is her team should have known, first of all, that this is an edgy podcast, so they should have given her that brief, but that doesn't absolve him from being disrespectful. Like you said, if you're going to approach someone, you've got to be at least some level of disrespectful. I mean, some level of respectful. <laughs> if you're disrespectful, then people will react or respond in that way. And other people who are watching will also call out the disrespect. So that's currently what's happening. Mac G, the way you spoke to Ari was disrespectful. There's someone you don't know. And you say, is someone effing you good right now on a podcast? One of the first points of conversation we're having, of course, that's disrespectful. You'd never say that to someone you respect. So it shows that you didn't respect this artist. So everyone who's saying she sings about it, the point is not the sex. The sex is not the problem. Some people are saying that's her lyric. Well, technically that wasn't her lyric. You've got it wrong. She said what she was going to do, what not someone else, what not what someone else was going to do. I think, I think we, it's a small but though. important. Yeah, we're splitting. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a small but important distinction um, because if you're now asking the question, so are you following through or have you had a chance to follow through on what you sang about? That's a, that's a little bit of a different question. Not your personal life is someone effing you good right now. What? Firstly. Secondly, even if her lyric was the raunchiest thing that you can think of, it still doesn't give you the excuse to be disrespectful. And I think we, we as a, especially as younger society, we've devalued the idea of respect. I think respect has been weaponized in previous generations, and I understand that. But it's still a good ideal to aim for. When you meet someone, you're dealing with someone, a simple level of decency or respect. Maybe not deference or whatever, but some level of decency, you know, for other human beings. Secondly, 
one of the most stupid things that I saw that kept on coming up on, on Twitter was, um, there you go. Ari, uh, uh, Ari was exposed for ghostwriting. She doesn't write her own lyrics. It's pretty clear to see because how come she couldn't remember the lyrics when, when, um, Mac G quoted them to her. What are you guys dumb? Come yes, on, they are, man. Why, why are you asking? Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Even if someone else wrote the song, which is a very, very common practice, especially in R&B music. No, in music. Even stuff. if someone else wrote the song. What's that? I said even music general then. It's not just R&B. Yeah. Even if someone else wrote the song or she wrote the song or whatever, someone comes at you with a quick, hot question, which is very difficult. And you expect to just remember every single lyric of all the hundreds, if not thousands of songs you've written. Remember it immediately. Come on, man. Come on. Don't be silly, man. Can I ask you right now? Eh, eh, you, eh, you wrote something in your grade seven exam. These were the words you used. Do, yo, you don't remember them. Someone else must have written them for you. Don't be stupid, man. Secondly, uh, thirdly, those people who say that's what Mac G always does. That's the problem. If <laughs> Just because you always do disrespectful things, it doesn't mean it shouldn't be called out. So this is a situation where someone did something that someone felt was disrespectful. The person has responded and said that's disrespectful. And you're saying, why are you blocking my free speech or whatever? I can do what I want. It's, it's free, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's also free for the other person to respond to you, is it not? Yep. Freedom of speech anyway, doesn't equals freedom of consequences. I want to I wanna address, so Mac G had some comments in his most recent episode of the podcast. So first of all, he feigns ignorance. This is the story. He says, this interview was recorded last year, probably around November. He says, I didn't even know who Ari Lennox is. Oh, of course. Which, okay. okay. He says, I got a call from the label. So the, his co-host, I can't remember his name, says, oh, from Dreamville. He's like, I don't know which label. They just called me and said, we, we want you to interview Ari Lennox in the next 30 minutes. She's free in 30 minutes. Can you do it now? So he says, okay, I've got 30 minutes to brush up on her music. So he Googled her. He says, that was one of the songs that I listened to because I watched her Tiny Desk concert. I listened to that song and then I decided to reference that lyric in the song. So his co-host says, no, of course, everyone knows that we asked that question, but maybe you could have asked it differently. And I think that's fair. If you have positioned yourself as we're the podcast that likes to be edgy, we're going to ask the questions about your private life and whatever, whatever. Fair and fine. That's who you've, to me, it's just distasteful, but you've decided that's what you want to be. Cool. You have your fans that love it. Great. But his co-host says, it probably would have been a good idea to ask it in a more respectful way. So for example, you have this lyric in this song, what was that referring to? Or can I ask about this or whatever? And she obviously, and that's something that he said, she doesn't, she doesn't owe you a response. She could decide to say, I don't like that question, move on. And that's also fair and fine. But his whole thing was like, no, but I was respectful, but I was, no, but I was, but I, I told her I was referencing the song and you're missing the whole point. If the person feels disrespected, that it is what it is. Your guest feels disrespected, then you were disrespectful. So, yeah. And then um, the fourth element of this whole conversation is now, I don't know how Pearl Tusi is involved. Now, may I love my colorist queen. You know, <laughs> she's, she looks good on the gram. Standing up for the rights, the rights of light-skinned women everywhere. We love it. But someone needs to take her Twitter password. Jeez Louise. So what she decided to do was she decided to laugh with a disclaimer in brackets saying a retweet is not uh, an endorsement. Endorsement. Yeah. She decided to laugh at someone who tweeted Ari Lennox is not even beautiful. By the way, throughout this whole period, people are insulting Ari Lennox because she, how dare you? 
Oh, and there's another more subtle conversation I want to get to in a moment. But anyway, let, let me discuss this first. So Pearl, now everyone starts coming for Pearl and she's like, hey, you guys are attacking me. What, what, what? I never said, hey, Gigi, Johnny, Johnny, blah, 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 blah. It's not cool. It's not, it's not fun. It's not quirky. It's not interesting to just be mean for the sake of being mean. Just, I don't think so. Come on, Pearl. Come on, man. She ugly though. I mean, come on. Come on, yo. No. So here's the the argument that certain air quotes intellectuals have used. And I'm going to quote it from Twitter. The Ari Lennox interview with Mac G proves that artists feed us vile language and culture that they themselves refuse to consume. As long as they make money, they're happy for us to consume, but not when it affects their image. Mm. That's the problem when people, people don't, they read like two blog posts about intersectionality and and, and thought leadership. And then they're like, yes, I've got it now. Let me, let me kill these people with these thoughts. So this person said to me, um, you're being, you're not, you're not engaging the debate because you've automatically assumed Mac G was wrong. Yes, I agree he was disrespectful, but he had every right to ask the question because it was her lyric. Then I said, everything you said before, I mean, after but is irrelevant. If he was disrespectful, does that mean you agree with us speaking to each other in a disrespectful way? You think that's cool? That doesn't matter what the case is, we can just be disrespectful to each other. What about decency? If a person has done something wrong, and the question here is not whether she did something wrong or not, but if you believe a person has done something wrong, do they still deserve to be treated with decency? That was my question back. Like, no, but you see, when you, when you cut off debate and so on, it's like, no. Is, was the question disrespectful? If it was disrespectful, that's what the conversation is about. Rikunzi, hey, your kids listen to her music and whatever. That's a completely different conversation. It's a separate conversation about who should censor or whether there should be censorship or what kind of content should exist. That's a, that's a whole other podcast. Here, the, the issue is, Mac G said something disrespectful to a guest. It's not the first time he's done it. It's actually probably not even that big a deal that he's done it because he constantly does it. The reason it's become a talking point is because everyone's talking about it because Ari Lennox has said she's got nothing, she doesn't, she wants nothing more to do with South Africa because of that interview. And that's why it's become a big talking point. So for me, Mac G asking that question actually didn't make me that mad. I was just like, whoa, that's a bit disrespectful. What's, but it's Mac G. I still think it's disrespectful, but in DMX G-Watch. The thing that made me really mad was the commentators of everyone who who especially pushed that narrative of she sings about sex, so she should take it if she dishes it out. I'm like, can you hear yourself? Like, really, that's what you believe. If someone speaks about sex or sings about sex or uses or says sex publicly, then you can treat them whichever way you want. And that's what, that's what made me mad because it reminds, it's not the same, but it does remind me of conversations like, oh, she was wearing it. She deserved it. No, it's, 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 it's the same WhatsApp group. And I think ultimately what, what Mac G displayed is a general sense of entitlement that men have um, over women, especially women that they deem to be sexually liberated. I think we've discussed on this podcast before, like the incident mm-hmm. I had with people um, jumping the stage with, with Moonchild. There's a lot of times where 
you see the difference in how men approach men, especially like when they jump the stage versus how men approach women when they jump the stage. There's a big difference in how men treat. In fact, I saw something else. Um, it probably was one of the dumbest tweets I've ever seen on Twitter where someone tweeted that, hey, I just saw a white woman uh, near Coco Cabana wearing some very short shorts and not one person whistled or touched her. And the person's response was, well, that's a white woman. You can't even compare white people because it's a different skin tone. It's different culture. People view them differently. And you idiot. That's the exact point. <laughs> that's the point they were making. <laughs> that is it. When, especially with someone like Ari Lennox, who is a darker skinned woman, who is a black woman, people feel a certain sense of entitlement to women's bodies. And, Obviously, South African women in particular, part of them were like, yo, I really want to see Ari, but I'm not even going to try to defend my country because this is like South Africa is showing the reality we have to live every day. South Africa did not become the rape capital of the world by accident. That was a strategic effort by the men there to just do rubbish and disrespect women. So culturally, there's a serious issue of just disrespecting people. And the fact that even after you've disrespected this person, even after you've been called out for it, the fact that you feel confident enough to double down and not check yourself and ask yourself, you know what, was I disrespectful? And this is for anyone in the world. Intention does not equal result. If Whatever you intend to say, whatever you intend to do means nothing if the person you did it to or who was affected by it is hurt or offended by your actions. Mag G genuinely might have felt, I am not being disrespectful asking this question. And I'm giving him a lot of the benefit of the doubt. But And I don't believe so. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, he, he believes that. No matter what you believe, if Ari says, yo, I was uncomfortable, it doesn't matter anymore. You should now apologize. It's that simple. And also, I don't understand. Why is it so hard to apologize? Why is it so hard to, to have self-reflection? What, what, so for, for Mac G, here's the thing. Okay. Um, he's probably not going to hear this, but I know people who are listening to this podcast probably also listen to Mac G's podcast. So just to make it clear, the fact that Mac G asked the question is not the problem. The problem is he asked it in a disrespectful way. That's not a huge problem because sometimes we all misspeak. So like Phil is saying, if you are tr your intention is to ask about the lyrics of a song, the person who you asked it to feels uncomfortable. It's nothing to simply say, "Oh, sorry, I didn't make you to feel. I, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable." What I meant is, or even after the podcast airs, it came out several months later. The person says, "I felt uncomfortable." But my bad. My intention was not to make you feel uncomfortable. So, my intention actually, was to ask about the lyrics of the song. About, there's another massive hole in the story. Dan, who owns the Mac G podcast? Uh, McAllister GQ. Okay. So when, when he records an interview, who decides whether it comes out or not? He so does. So if he recorded it in November, it means he had two months to review the footage. And in two months after editing the footage, he didn't realize, wait a minute, this one was uncomfortable. Let's, for the sake of argument, Phil, let's say because Mac G loves to go for shock value, he thought, whoop, got her with that no, shocking he question. He, he, <laughs> so the, the other thing is, um, sorry to interrupt, but let me just uh, let me just say this quickly. We also know when you guys use your plants to raise a story. No, Mac G definitely knew he had it and he released that clip. 
there's a specific reason why that clip was so widely spread. It's because he knew I got it and he activated the trolls on Twitter to push that, that, that tweet. So he knew what he was doing, but he going to continue. Yeah. So whatever the case is, let's give him the most benefitest of doubts. He genuinely was just going for shocking questions. People love my podcast and guests love the podcast because I ask those questions that ain't no one else going to ask. Let's say he genuinely believed that. Fair and fine. When she says, I felt uncomfortable, are you really going to respond by saying, no, you didn't? (sighs) If someone says, I feel uncomfortable, they feel uncomfortable. How is your response? No, you didn't. Because I didn't ask you a question to make you feel uncomfortable. No, your question made her feel uncomfortable. So the podcast is now out. Ari Lennox puts up publicly, hey, I felt uncomfortable because of this interview. That wasn't cool. Also, my team, by the way, she says like in this Zoom, and Maggie also said in the Zoom, there were like seven people, her team and her management and the label and the probably uh, rocking the daisies people, whatever. So she was, she was confused. She's like, why is it just me and him in the video? So obviously they had just extracted those two parts of the video. Fair and fine. Maybe that's what they decided to do. Then he says, why weren't the parts of the interview destroyed like the team promised? Mac G said, the team asked me to remove certain parts of the interview, which I did, but they never asked me to remove that part. Maybe that's true. Fine. The point is now she says, I felt uncomfortable. Is it too much? Maybe afterwards you're like, no, but that's not what I was doing. That's not what I was doing, blah, blah, blah. But then you hear that she felt uncomfortable. Should your response be, I don't care what you say. We're going to keep doing this until the wheels fall off. Or would a great response be, oh, my bad. My intention was not to make you feel uncomfortable. My intention was to shock you and then ask you a question that you weren't prepared for. Or my intention was to reference the lyrics. Or my intention was, or whatever it is. If your intention was to make her uncomfortable, then you're just that person. And you, you don't, I don't know why you're defending yourself. You, dis, you decided that I'm the person who's disrespectful. So if you listen to Mac G out there, great, kudos to you, all good. The point is, he asked a disrespectful question. That is not even a big deal. It's not that big a deal because it, all of us misspeak. She says, hey, I was uncomfortable. Oh, my bad, I, wasn't mean, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. But the problem is it escalated from I feel uncomfortable to, hey, that's why you sing about sex. We can talk about whatever. Hey, that's why you're ugly. Hey, whatever. That's why Casper Nuvest is more famous than you. Ah, what happened to just normal decency? <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, we, we've delved a long, yeah, a long time on this point, I, 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 partly I, because I think, and Dan and I didn't even have a discussion of this in pre-production, but part of it is we realize that we have a large audience and a large majority of that audience are men. And the only way issues like this are going to be addressed, the only way issues like this are going to be alleviated, or at least have people second guessing or thinking about their actions is if other men address the problem because women have been singing and crying and lamenting and begging and pleading for damn near hundreds of years and not much has changed. So it's incumbent on us to at least hold each other accountable. So just guys, like I don't understand what's so difficult about just making sure people are uncomfortable. Why do you want women to be uncomfortable? I don't get it. Why is that your goal? Yeah. Like why is it cool to you that I made her uncomfortable? I achieved my goal. Like, don't you, like, even if you sit down, don't you think like, hmm, I'm weird. <laughs> you know, maybe, 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 it's, maybe all men are just sociopaths. Like, maybe we just, that's the problem. We're all just sociopaths. Hey, listen, this is, I'm just going to take a quick aside to speak to the 
the men who listen to our podcast and Mac G's podcast, and maybe they're fans of Charlemagne, and maybe you follow Shadaya. Who knows? That's like I three people, you. bro. That, I, that Venn diagram is very small. <laughs> I promise you, one of the things that makes you mad is you probably don't get as much attention from women as you think you should. You probably feel that you're uh, an alpha male. And women don't seem to notice that. In fact, women continue to disrespect mm. you by not replying your DMs. And you're a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like, why, don't they, why, don't, why, don't, they, why do they act like that? It must be because women are messed up. Okay. Mm. Uh, do me a favor. Just as an experiment for three months, just three months, every woman you meet, you don't have to, you don't have to suck up to her. In fact, don't, don't suck up to her. Don't, mm be a pawing needy person, but just be respectful and leave her alone. That's all. Just be respectful and leave her alone. And then let's review after three months and let's see if your, let's call it luck with women will have changed. Just an experiment, just human. No, and I think, uh, just three months, not insult a single person on Twitter, not to send a messed up DM or to leave an insulting comment. Any woman you come across, you just treat her with respect and you don't even pursue her. You don't ask her for a number. You don't follow her or make a comment about her dress or nothing. Just respectfully and walk away. And just see if it, I just want to see if it will change. That's all. So I, I, I would add to that. And Dante Nero calls us length of five bricks. Whenever you meet a woman with no, no expectations, if there's something you like about what she's wearing, how she did her makeup, the, her nails, the phone jazz, just pay her a genuine compliment. And that's it. Just say, hey, love those shoes and keep going. Just do that. And, and while you're also doing that, just focus on yourself. You know what? I've been having bad luck with women. You know what I mean? What could I do better without playing the victim to, you know, improve my luck with women? And just, just test it. Anyway, Dad, let's move on. You know what I mean? From, from this depressing topic, to, let's move on to something a little more, a, a little more lighthearted, a little more uplifting. Something from the smile file, really. You know, you know what I mean? And once again, <laughs> I mean, this is this actually white people are corrupt. The corruption in Zimbabwean cricket amongst white people—it doesn't end. And every every it's, it's season, actually, you know, where where our eyes are on the bingas and businessmen. When really, we should it be should, looking. You should be looking at these white guys going. Oh, bro! Oh, jeez, bro! So, Phil, oh. Phil, you've put the wrong article here. What we need is the Chronicle. Um, <laughs> so if you can tell the whole story, then I'll bring up the Chronicle. So anyway, well, well, Dan says just for the Chronicle. Um, I mean, some of you guys might know Brendan Taylor. Brendan Taylor was a former Zimbabwean cricket captain. You know, what I mean, he was well known on the international scene. Obviously, played in the 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 T twenties, um, in the IPL. Uh, I mean, one of our best exports. But to our chagrin, to our dismay, to our disappointment, and to our befuddlement, just last night, uh, Brendan Taylor dropped a four page screenshot iOS press release where he detailed how he was coerced. Um, Dan, should I give this the summary or do you want to do the full, the full synopsis? Okay. Let me start off with the headline. Start off with the headline. Let's go. Cocaine snorting. Brendan Taylor <laughs> accepted 15,000 us dollars to throw matches. <laughs> That's the Chronicle Chronicle headline from the Chronicle yesterday. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but yo, that's wild. <laughs> that is wild. Uh, okay, so overall, so if you haven't seen the story, I mean, just overall, Brendan Taylor, 
successful batsman for Zimbabwe. He's uh, he's retired now, but I think he's still in the realm of cricket. He recently came out and admitted. Um, when did he retire? Because I think his retirement might be linked to the scandal. Well, he, he I think he retired. 2020, I think. Anyway, let me let me yeah. let me. So it's after. Okay. So, so I think it's, I think it's linked to the scandal then, because he says after four months we went to the ICC and then the investigation began. So the ICC probably were like, "Yo, my man's, why are we doing this investigation? You better not be playing cricket." Yeah, he's 35 now. So my man says in 2019, an Indian businessman approached him, said, "Hey, uh, fly to the country. Let's discuss business. I've got a plan for a T20 tournament or something like Already. that." Already. Already, your holes in your story. Brendan flew over. Already, holes in your story. He says they discussed whatever they discussed, and then afterwards, Anzi, we were then offered to go have some drinks to celebrate the deal. Anzi, we had drinks, and during the course of the evening, they openly offered me cocaine, which they themselves engaged in. I foolishly took the bait. Oh, oh, what is the bait again? Then I don't understand. What is the bait? (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so, so, so the following morning, then, then is it bait if I put cocaine in front of you and I say, "Do you want?" I say, "Would you like some?" And you're like, "Oh, you got me! Oh, like a oh. like a worm on a hook! Oh, damn it! Foiled Didn't again! See this coming! Foiled again!" <laughs> so he says, "The following morning, those men from last night stormed into my hotel room. They showed me a video of me taking cocaine, and they said we're going to make this public unless you take this fifteen thousand dollars." <laughs> Yo, listen. You have Dan, to take this fifteen thousand dollars. I, I don't know. I, I don't you know. What, you know, what, I've never been to India, Dan. But I think we need to go because these sound like amazing hosts. So let me get this straight. Don't threaten me with a good time. They flew you to India business class. They put you up in a hotel. They took you out drinking. They then took you to a second location with more homies. Offered you cocaine, free of charge, by the way. The next day, they woke you up and they threw money at you. And they said, we're going to give you more. <laughs> Just listen to us. They said, we're go- <laughs> they literally said, we are going to reveal this video if you don't take this money. <laughs> I don't want the money though. No, take it or we'll reveal. Okay. <laughs> so he says he received the money and he never did anything to fix any mm, matches. A few no, months no, later, no, he went no, and no, said, I, I win. I'm these guys gave me money. I'm standing citizen. Okay. I took the money. And what did I do? I invested in Bitcoin and I just let it sit. Well, at least, at least he didn't buy my iPhones. At, le- at, at least there's that. At least there's not that embarrassment. It's trick went to... Match fixed <laughs> for an for, iPhone, for an iPhone, iPhone eight, and a, and a Samsung Galaxy. Yeah, Zimbabweans are embarrassing. <laughs> so, so here's here's obviously obviously the corruption is disappointing. Um, the person at fault here is Brendan Taylor for engaging in corrupt activities. The thing, the other thing to consider is, and I saw this tweet. I'm going to read it out now. Uh, it was someone who calls themselves Half Thoughts on Twitter says, I hope the sympathy you have for Brendan Taylor, who wasn't paid for six months and decided to do cocaine and take a $15,000 bribe, is the same sympathy you extend to the Zimbabwean youth you encounter regularly who've never had a job and are struggling with addiction to meth and bronchia. And I found that a very interesting take because on the one hand, as much mm. as we are condemning Brendan Taylor, a lot of people have had sympathy for him. Like, my man, you hadn't been paid. You're probably Money wasn't great. And you know, you were under stress and you, you now you're on drugs. Now he's getting checked into rehab. At least he's doing the right thing. But don't do that again. But I mean, I understand. 
I hope you have that same sympathy for the 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 youth that you see in the streets who are also facing difficulties but at a different scale at different level. Yeah, and and keep in mind these kids have never seen a plane. They probably can't even afford a passport. They have no at least Brendan Taylor even after not being paid by ZCU, he could still be like, you know, I, I can probably play overseas. I can get a coaching job at West at West, he'd just go coach high school cricket at Heritage or St. John's. You know what I mean? It's not like he was going to be broke. And frankly, I'm I'm not going to delve into the, is he lying? Is he telling the truth? Yeah. Personally, that's personally my personal opinion. Yeah, I, f- I feel the, the story was, was, was run through the PR cycle, you know what I mean? Just a, a few times. You I know think what it's mean? mostly the truth, but just with a lot of details taken out. Yeah, and I, I think obviously he has to share it because, as he mentioned, the ICC were releasing the report the mm-hmm. following day, so he's trying to get ahead of it. So it was very strategic in that regard. And yes, if you're a player, and he even mentioned it himself, if you are a player, particularly in cricket, they the ICC has anti-match fixing workshops. They teach you the protocols. So for him to say, yo, I hadn't been paid with this and the third, fam, the moment you took that flight to India, you knew what was going on. Come on. You know what I mean? Don't piss on our backs and say it's raining. But whatever whatever that may be, it's fine. Well, it's not fine because you're match fixing. But as Dan clearly highlighted, I think the bigger issue here is if we're going to have sympathy for the people that we like simply because of their sporting talents, let's treat all human beings the same. Let's treat them with the same sympathy. Let's treat them with the same patience. We should not determine the value of a human life based on how well you play sports or based on how well you were able to take advantage of opportunities that were afforded to you because the opportunities that Brendan Taylor has are certainly not the opportunities that a lot of these kids have. So, yeah. But also, ah, bless. It's serious, It's serious, they debated me with the cocaine. I said your name on it. It's like this is sugar. Snort it. Come on, man. Um, um, I. It's a guy who's corrupt. Took money. That's bad. But we also have to consider the stuff behind the scenes. I mean, so you know, I think. What, well, well, the other thing is we're a podcast of balance. Yes. You know what I mean? We, we spent a long time castigating men for being idiots, for lack of a better term. But, yo, women have been wilding. Mm-hmm. Women have been wilding. It's particularly this past week. Didn't, are you familiar with the story of West El, Elm Caleb? I only looked it up after you, you brought it up. I only looked it up now. So, why do people love broadcasting the L so much? And why do people like manufacturing L's just so that they can be part of the crowd who are broadcasting their L's? Tell, tell us That's the story. Your, what happened? Your L's. Are, okay, so anyway, so there was um, a, a woman on TikTok, um, an Asian woman on TikTok who lives in New York. And she just so happened to mention a dude named Caleb. Not this Caleb, but another Caleb. And she was like, yo, dating in New York is so tough. Like back in the day, like if you were dating someone that your mom set you up with, guaranteed he's never going to ghost you because there's social pressure for him to at least remain in contact with you, for him to treat you like a decent being. These days, men like Caleb will ghost you at the drop of a hat and you now you're left wondering, what did I do wrong? This then the third, like dating, dating in New York is the ghetto. And then now 
there was another dude named Caleb who had been basically using his hinge as uh, very well. He was utilizing it to its full potential. Mm-hmm. My man was, was, was in several DMs. My man was going on several dates. He was doing this and the third. To a certain degree, it seems like he was a little dishonest um, with some of the women he was dating. Like, yeah, yeah. like he'd go on a couple of dates with them and he'd tell them, no, I've deleted the Hinge app, but you're still on Hinge. And for that, obviously, that was wrong. You shouldn't lie. You should be held accountable for it. But the punishment did not suit the crime. Mm-hmm. And the punishment here was a massive pile on, on social media, especially on TikTok. Women just started, especially women that day, that went on dates with him, started coming out of the woodworks, manufacturing trauma that was non-existent. Literally, I went on a date for, with this guy. He never called me back. He's an asshole. Ma'am, that's dating. He's like, he's not an abuser. He doesn't deserve to be um, socially castigated. This man ended up getting fired, which he certainly didn't deserve. Did he get fired? He got, he lost his job. Oh, wow. Because he was ghosting women. I find so, this interesting. Again, <laughs> so I, I'm not a proponent of ghosting. I'm, I'm, I'm very much a proponent of communication. I'm very much a proponent of being honest. And yes, I, like anyone else my age, or not anyone else, but you know, like someone my age, I date. You know what I mean, Dan? You know what I mean? I hop in a, a DM or two. I've, I've got a few chats going, but I, I try to communicate. And when things don't work out, I'll let, I'll let them know, hey, this isn't working out because of A, B, C, D, and we move on. But what I don't understand is, yes, he's ghosting, which is bad. But if you aren't in a committed relationship, wh- why, are you, why do you somehow feel that he owes you exclusivity, one? And two, why do you feel like hopping on TikTok to pile on this guy because he wasn't exclusive with you, even though you guys aren't in a committed relationship, it even makes sense in your head. And to me, it just showed like the, the nasty side of, of, of social media, which I've experienced uh, in my past where when people find a reason just to pile on, there's almost like a community that's like, yes, let's pile on, let's pile on. And when the, when the dust settles, Oh, y'all look like birds. I'm not even like y'all look like birds. Birds. And, you do, and now and now you're elsewhere. Like now people know your fam. You better not go on a date with her. Cause when you don't call her back, she's gonna get you fired. Do you know how wild that is? Now, and once again, I'm not defending like this Caleb fellow definitely did the things wrong. I mean, first of all, wasn't completely honest. And second, was ghosting. Once again, not being honest and ghosting does not equal you deserve to get fired. Maybe a splash of water at the restaurant. Maybe a soft slap. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you deserve a car to pull up on the, on the curb when it's been raining and splash the puddle in your face. You know what I mean? That, 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 that's what I think you deserve. Maybe but like firing? a curse so you stub your toe when you get home in the dark. You know what, you what I mean? Know? Yeah. <laughs> fired. But a firing. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all are doing too much, bruh. Guys, come on. That was embarrassing. But, but that happens quite a lot, eh? Like, um, obviously, we'll be discussing something wrong. And it normally has to do with, like, dating situations, right? So, okay. So, um, a man cheated. Okay. In fact, let me use a different example. Let me use, let me use an example like this. <clears throat> um, and, and, and again, 
you'll, I think you'll find a, an overlap with some of the people we're discussing earlier. Mm. We've heard many stories of men who got violent with their girlfriends slash wives. And the reason was because they were unfaithful. So no one is defending infidelity, but that is not an appropriate response. Right? I think anyone with a sane, reasonable, level-headed mind can easily agree with that. It's not an appropriate response to be violent because someone cheated on you. The thing that they did is bad, but it's not an appropriate response. Take that scale and move it to an even smaller amount. Okay. Someone didn't text you back. It's not appropriate to be violent or abusive or bully. Yes, it's bad, but it's not appropriate to have that response or that reaction. So I think on social media, often because when emotions get involved, you feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everyone is just piling on their own hurt and trauma onto whatever the, the That's exactly vehicle in front was, of yeah. them is. Uh, it's late. So it's late. Um, Dan and I uh, are both in our, our mid-30s. We'll, we understand the dating scene is the ghetto. I have friends in New York and they're like, yo, it's the ghetto out here. And I, I get that. I can understand. And to be honest, I've, I, I've even dated a few women in New York and I'm like, yay. But wh- why is it, why is it the ghetto? I, I think I, th- so it's a bigger discussion that we, we probably need to unpack in another thing, but I just think we're trying to apply our parents dating methodologies and ideologies to a modern world where it doesn't exist. So if you look at history, Marriage and dating have not been consistent throughout, right? Mm-hmm. They, they've all had purposes for the main, for the, for, for the, for the most part, it's always been about consolidating wealth. It's only within the last century that marriage became about romance, became about love. It became about all these, these, these fluttery feelings. And even within that, the premise that was sold was, was very much controlled by media conglomerates and companies like the beers who had a vested capitalistic interest in you be believing the hype. You know what I mean? Like that's not true, Philip. You're using an example in the past of I'm, I'm, um, so, perhaps royalty or nobility. For the vast so, majority of people, there was no consolidation of wealth. So the, it, it actually is that. So even if we, we take it to Zimbabwe, right? Mm-hmm. When you, when you marry a woman, when you've decided to marry a woman, you, you go to her father's house and you, and you do what? No, but Mm-hmm. You now take your wealth, which you've accumulated, which is cattle or financial means now in modern terms, and you give that to the family because what you have done is now you've now consolidated the wealth. And also as, as customarily featured, if that woman does not, you're, 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 you're simplifying it very much I, because, damn, because do traditionally, you want me, do you want me to go into a two hour discussion? I can do no. it. I can do I, it. I, the problem is you're simplifying it to prove your no, point. No, no, I'm simplifying it. Playing I'm, Lobola I, traditionally was not wealth based. No, no, no. Dan, it, was, it was about it was about progeny. Playing Lobola was about you, the woman providing son and continuing the lineage. Because if you married a woman and she did not bear you sons, you could go back to father. And today you still can. And you say, "Yo, my man's, there are no sons coming. I'm taking her little sister, or I want a refund." That is common practice even today. Mm-hmm. I am just trans. I, I wouldn't say it's common, but but, it's, but, it's, but it, it can but happen. Yes, if you went if you went to your sukuru, if if you were so inclined, if you went to your sukuru and you're like sukuru, but she hasn't born me a child, your sukuru would well within his rights to to head on over there and be like, hey guys, 
Uh, we, get, we need a okay, conversation. But, but how would how would said man and woman meet? <clears throat> you mean traditionally? Yeah. For, for the most part, marriages were arranged, which is another reason why I'm saying it's about consolidation of wealth. And it, is, it wasn't about romance because traditionally marriages were, were determined long before people were even dating. Dating is like for nobility. Yes. For the average person who was not part of the nobility, how no, they, it wasn't arranged. Dude, I'm not even talking about nobility. I'm talking about common. When we look the world over, we don't even have to, let's see, let's even take it to India. Right? Indian royalty. In fact, we even know it here in Zimbabwe, where people have immigrated from India. We know people who are far from royalty, who aren't even, let's say, and if if they were, um, ooh, my brain is frozen. If they were of the Brahmin class, right? They don't even, even if they subscribe to the, if they, if they, even if they don't subscribe to the caste system. They they are still arranged marriages. I know many people who have arranged marriages, and mainly it was because that culturally that's how it was determined. And some of the root causes of this, I'll get the book. There's actually a very good book that I read about a couple of years. Um, I'll send you the. I'll look for it actually, but it discusses this in great detail. But I'm I'm also trying to summarize because we're not going to have a two hour podcast. But and also once again. A lot of these things are open to interpretation, but trust and believe whenever I say something, it's not just me pulling stuff out of my ass. It's also being vetted by anthropologists and this research and this data backing it up. But for, for my estimation, whenever you say something, wow, Philip. Okay. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's fine. You're right. No, no, we, are, we are summarizing a lot of things, but my point is you are, you are choosing the right facts to make your but, point, but, but, but go that's on. how you make an argument, dad. <laughs> Fair. A far better way to make an argument is to look at the whole but, picture. But, yeah, but anyway, that's yeah. not the point you're so, making. Yes, um, I even lost my plane of thought. But uh, oh yeah, marriage. M- what, what, you, what you were what yeah, you were referring to is that yeah, things, things have changed. Things Marriages or so, romance yeah, has changed. I think dating has changed, and people are struggling to to navigate that, which is why you're seeing this influx of of various and different approaches to dating that. In previous times were almost shunned upon, but now I'll be more excited because people are realizing, wait, something has to change here because it's very difficult to date. Even you, I'm, I'm sure as, as, as a happily engaged man, you've, you've also encountered, and I'm sure your wife has also encountered, you know, there, there, there've been some hiccups. There've been some stumbles in the dating scene simply because the dating scene has changed. And we've, we've touched on it on the podcast before. Like a lot of people say, you know, my grandmother stayed with my granddad for 40, for 60 years. And, and there were never these issues that you guys have today. Yeah. It was also illegal for your grandmother to leave your granddad back then. And she could also couldn't open a bank account without him signing. So, so, so <laughs> I was asking more on like, what's actually going on in so, New York that specifically made it my, difficult. My, my I wasn't okay. speaking yeah, okay. philosophically. So back, back to the issue. <laughs> Thank you for reading me and dad. So, you know, sometimes we're going to tangent. Um, because we now d- dating is has now become a very much um much like everything else with technology it's a lot more low investment high high interaction so previously for for you to go on like five days or even meet five women that would require effort because you'd have to go out to the bar multiple times you'd have to go out to parks and malls and so forth and then approach the woman and get her number and then start the talking stage and the talking stage wouldn't even involve texting it would involve phoning her and making sure her dad doesn't pick up you know what i mean it was a lot more friction whereas today i can open mm-hmm. a dating app at the tip of my fingers depending on where i stay i can literally line up 20 dates in a night and because of that your your investment is lower because, and your tolerance is lower. So 
some instances when in, in olden days, like if you went on a date and maybe the man smelled a little funky, you'd be like, mm, not the best, but you know what? Let me not be too picky. Let me, let me shingir. But now if you know, you've got 19 other women in your DMS and she says something you might not necessarily agree with, you're like, eh, whatever, I'm moving on. The issue being is if you don't have a certain level of, of respect, of integrity, of values, you might not be inclined to have that conversation with her because for the most part, humans are conflict avoidant because having a conversation where you're rejecting someone is an uncomfortable conversation to have, right? So ghosting is a result of people not having that conversation. So that's partly one of the reasons. The other reason is people, people, humans are sexual beings. People want the sex. So sometimes that's all they want is the sex. And they might lie about their intentions just in order to get the sex. And going back to what we just said in the previous days, for you to get the sex, that's why, that's why stupid rules like um, Steve Harvey's wait 60 days rule might, might have applied back then is because the friction to get the sex was really hard. Plus there was also the, the cultural blowback because wait a minute, you slept with him on the first night. Oh, salacious. Where- what, what I find surprising is both men and women believe the dating scene is hard and the pool is dirty and, and muddy. I'm like, okay, cool. Can't you guys just meet no, Imimi, both of you who think, think the dating no, scene is hard? The, the, the issue is not that. The issue is the ideologies because people, um, and Dan, you and I have had these conversations over here. It's, it's no, no, I don't, think, I don't think it's that. I social think media. humans particularly, we are so socially normalized and we are conditioned socially. So a lot of the things that we do, we just fall into habits because that's what people do. And, and people Social don't media. really ask themselves, wait a minute, why do I do this? You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to go to school, get good grades, go to college, get married, have a family. That's my life. But sometimes you can, I've had conversations where I ask someone, why do you want this? And after like the second time I've asked them, they, I can literally see their eyes go something they're like, wait a minute, why do I want this? Because you've been socially conditioned to believe that that's what you should strive for. That, that that's, that's the existence you should have. And obviously, for the people who have taken the time to consider their life decisions and their goals, if that's what you want and that's what makes you happy, by all means, pursue it. But there are certain people who don't do that. And they fall into these patterns. And you'll be surprised as... We, we we joked about it off air with, with Dr. Nyarai, but one of the reasons why I spend so much time in therapy is just that, like, I ask myself the question why a lot, and sometimes the answers are depressing. But one of the benefits of being in therapy... Phil, I was, I was, I was just I'm, asking, what, what, Dan, what is it about tangent. New no, no, York no, no, that Dan, makes it so right difficult? Now. I'm on a tangent right now. Ta, 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 ta so we're staying there. Nah, fam, I'm going to roll. Don't slow me down. The point being is... Ultimately, I can't, I can't, I've never lived in New York. I've only visited New York and I know people from New York. So I can't speak on it authoritatively. But what I do know is, I think in any large metropolitan city, is it's very difficult to date also because of the capitalistic world we live in and the schedules we have, which is why we have the great resignation going on right now. Can you imagine how hard it would be to date if you're working six days a week and your commute started at 6 a.m.? You got to work at eight or nine. 
You left work at six. You had another three to two or two, three hour commute back home. You got home at 9 p.m. that night. Like, where's the room for you to have a social life? Where's the room for you to even start developing your self-actualization and figuring out what you want in life and, and how to pursue your goals and your interests? That's really difficult. So people will just default to the lowest common denominator of any form of human interaction, which makes dating difficult. So the issue here, Dan, is capitalism. Once we remove capitalism, we'll solve the dating issues. Thank you. This is my TED Talk. <laughs> hey. Anyway, shout out to our listeners in New York. Maybe you can hit me up Yo. and just let me know what the scene is like because that's what I was asking. Dan, what did you Phil, do? Let's do some kaka and then all listen the to music. And they're all gone. What happened? Well, did I? No, they're there. Well, they're there. there. I didn't take them out. They are. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, maybe I moved them. You did. I've moved them back. Um. So, some quick Gaga Ga stories for those of you who are unfamiliar. Gaga Ga is just a reference to us quickly referring to things that we're not going to spend as much time as we've spent on the long discussion points we've had. Just a quick reaction to some of the new stories. So, for example, we have uh, just received the list of Zima Awards, the Zimbabwe Music Awards. Uh, let's say the second biggest award ceremony in Zim. Uh, I'll mention selected categories. For example, mm. Song of the Year. Baba Arare featuring My TT with Rita. DT Bio Mudimba with Kujata Kujata. Freeman HKD with Pombi. Natio with Antiperipawa. Rocky with uh, Patati Patata. Um, I think. You, you, I you mean, already know where uh, we're going for. Antiperipawa, obviously. Fair. Best female. We are there. I, don't, I think then this year we're going. Are we going this year? We have to go. I suppose. Where is it? On the 19th of February. Yeah, I suppose, you know. Oh, will I be back? I don't know if I'll be back yet. But yeah, no, I, I want to be there for Nati, bro. I, I want to be there and see Nati. I am going if I have a VIP invite. Ah, once again, yeah. Once again, the, the organizers of the Zimmers, when you guys are organizing your guests, please make sure we are there. And also, please can we have our award that we won and that we still haven't received? I feel they use nice. the same awards every year. Yes. We're not going to get it. Um... <laughs> We just need to find a roommate and just make our <laughs> Just say, yes, this is the one we received. Who, who, who wins best female for you? DJ Zandi Maz, Gemma Griffiths, Janet Manoa, Shasha, and Tammy Moyo. Tammy. Did she? Oh, she did release an album. Vudi Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. Um, Zandi Maz, she has two singles. Gemma hasn't released Go From Harari yet. Janet, you know, it actually might go to Janet. Janet Manoa is extremely influential, but I just don't, she, she doesn't make music for yeah. me. But I recognize the influence. Actually, it's it's ah, Janet might take it. If it, yeah, I Janet, feel like it would be Janet like the twelfth year in a row or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it might Shasha, be Shasha again. She what? She released one song. Ah, uh, fam. Once again, how many, all all the groups we went to in December? How many places were playing the Shasha and Kamombela song? I mean, I didn't go to very many, but. I okay. heard it once or twice here and there, but it was not very, it was not, it was not that popping. Yeah. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. No, it's a great song. But I, I, like I said, I, I've, I've said, like, I, I think she, she, she let the, the stove get a little too cold. She let the stove get a little too cold. Hmm. Best male, Freeman, Mambo, Natio, Rocky. Natio. I mean, come on. Best Natio. international Zimbabwean artist? What does that mean? Natio. It means they're out there. They're doing things. Passport, you got Dindwa. Best collaboration. Uh, I don't like any of these. <laughs> Rocky's probably going to win it. 
Um, let me see. Best. But, okay, let's be honest. Okay, okay, let's, let's be honest then. So, funny enough, for the first time ever, I heard someone play that song, and they were like, "This is my jam Good song." Patati patata. <laughs> and everyone in the room looked like, oh, <laughs> "Really?" <laughs> but you know, Phil, there's a lot of people who like that. Um, you know that that uh, what you call it, Congolese. Um, Captain Roomba. Lots of people in Zim love that Roomba flavor. So when Rocky dropped it, they were like, yes. Even though it's not a great Roomba song on the, you know, in comparison to other you Roomba just, songs. You, you could have just, you could have just said it's not a great song, but okay. Yeah, sure. Who, who's, who's producer of the year for you? DJ Tamuka, Juicer Dementa, Levels, Chill Spot, or Skid, Rodney Beats? Tamuka, no question. Fam, Tamuka, Gemma, XQ, Natio. Where's Pablo? <laughs> yeah. um, anything else interesting here? Best R&B and soul is interesting. Feli Nandi, Trevor Dongo, K-Chaps, Nyasha David, um, Rocky. K-Chaps. Yeah. Nyasha David has a strong shout there though, I think. Trevor Dongo's album was also good, yeah, but yeah. I think Nyasha David's was really was dope. Good. Yeah. But his is more poppy than R&B soulish, so probably K-Chaps. Um, mm, anything else interesting? Best hip hop. Wow, mm, you know we've got we, you, know, you know we've got our ear to the streets. You know, I mean, come on now, come on now, Phil. <laughs> okay, ab- apart from pro beats, name me one song from any of the other four. Just name the song. I'm not even going to try. Do major I'm, muse sh- arpeels tash- Tasha. I don't listen to. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I think like Tasha. Maybe I can bring off one or two joints, but I don't know none of these things, bro. I'm old. Yes. You know, that's that's <laughs> well, why we need to get our, like a young our producer. Our ears are not on the streets, Phil. We need to get a young producer who, who's going to keep us young. You know what I mean? <laughs> the same way Diddy's staying young with JT. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Tashami Sol for getting nominated though. Shout out, shout out to her. She's uh, She's been grinding for a minute. Do you remember she was, mm. she was, you know, trying to also get featured in the... Um, just then, I remember. Yeah. There's no need to stop the story. That's no, okay. shady. Yeah. No, being shady. I'm not being shady. I'm just, yeah, no, no, no. You're being it's shady. Nice stop. to see yeah. movement is what I'm saying. Uh, best Afro pop XQ, Gemma Griffiths, Herman, Tammy. For me, it's XQ. His album was not his best, but good. Who is this? XQ. Verified Milestone. Yeah. 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 Not his best offering ever, but it, it's got some bangers on there. Wait, what are you looking? What what category are you looking at now? That was best uh, Afro pop. Okay, which it's also weird because mustard seeds should be in that category. Y- you would have thought, right? But they it looks like he's in best Zim dancehall. Which it's dude. Okay, did they listen to the album? Did they did they listen to the album? Best album. Well, we know the answer. Mustard seed. I best mean, newcomer. K chaps. Or Shashul. I don't yeah. know, you know, pick, take your pick. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Gagaga, ga, ga, Philip, Gagaga. Ga, ga. um, it's awards season, so we can expect mm. the Nama Awards. I actually forgot to mention this in our last episode. It was I can't remember when. No, it was something about the deadline for nominations or something. I've completely forgotten about it. Nah, that was long ago. Actually, yeah, it was long ago. The deadline for nominations was long ago. Because um, I, I submitted that, I'm gonna respond here. I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder, I wonder if we're gonna get nominated. <gasps> Will we finally get an invite, Dan? Will we? <laughs> Will we finally get an invite? Um, mm. 
So he, he, we spoke about Zex Manatza already, who uh, mm. who died this week. It was a sad story. Um, but let's talk about um, Arlington Estate. Ah, it's peak. It's peak for for, for you guys who are building those nice new homes near the airport. Um, I'll let you know. I've got a spare room. Um, favorable rates, you know. Uh, we'll talk. Just hit me up at the DMs, because apparently it was an illegal structure. And it's now getting demolished. And uh, I'm not celebrating. I'm just, if you, if you know some of the, the people that stay at Arlington Estate, you'll understand my confusion and bewilderment and somewhat Freudian nature. Because what? But so, also, ha! <laughs> Here's the news. So Arlington Estate is, it's near the airport. And it's a pretty nice, like, you know, like complex area with some mm-hmm. nice-ish, you know, like nice-ish apartments. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a very it's very much like a, a gated it's a gated community. There's some nice homes that are being built there. Very difficult to get in. Like you've got, to, have you tried getting into Arlington State, Dan? I've never had need it's to. Like, it's like it's like getting into a gated community in Joburg. You've got to give them three codes: <laughs> the, the the first name and blood type of the person you're going to visit. What's the passcode that expires after 15 seconds? It's like logging into your your Gmail. You know, it's not easy. <laughs> So here's what's interesting. So it turns out some government official uh, accused that that estate of being illegal and that it would be, uh, it would be, what you call it? Uh, Demolished. (laughs) And uh, so they sent out a memo to their um, residents basically saying, hey, all our papers are in order. We've got our papers over here. Um, So, and no one has ever questioned the validity of this place in the past 10 years or 15 years or whatever the case is. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, because I, 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 I don't lie. If Arlington is an illegal structure, what about that that new place on the swampland? I'm not going to mention names, but <laughs> and also that, that that place went up quick, bro. Like in 18 months. Also, all I'm saying is, you know, before you buy before you buy a place, you know, just no, don't. Do a little bit. The, the first thing just, is don't buy property in Zimbabwe, guys. Don't just don't do it. Don't don't do it. Do it. No, 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 no. Zimbabwe is a great place to live, guys. Remember that. <laughs> Everyone who may be listening from other countries. <laughs> Zimbabwe is open for run, business. Run, Tasman, run! <laughs> what do you think about, uh, what do you think about the color yellow, Philip? Um, I love it, Dan. You know, I think, and, and personally, personally, um, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait to, to rock my, my Wu-Tang regalia. You know, I mean, my Zimbabwe shirt. Funny, breaking news, Dan. Did you hear that the the club um, in Helensville has now decided to change their name from yellow to green for some unknown reason? <laughs> for some unknown. I heard that the Zimbabwe flag uh, is changing. <laughs> no longer has a yellow line Let, no, on it. Well, it technically is gold, but yeah, it's, it's just going to be green, green, black, red. <laughs> <laughs> Even red is not gonna put off. <laughs> just to remove all doubt, <laughs> it's just the flag is now green fully. <laughs> um, we I found it interesting that in it, a yellow submarine, yellow submarine, and it was yellow all submarine. yellow. <laughs> blim, blim, blim. I think I want to play that song. When was the last time you listened to that song? Philip? Anyway, Dad, we have given listeners no context. Man. They have no idea what we're talking about. Um, so. Um, Oh my goodness. Hey, go listen to a political podcast. You'll get all the information you need. But long story short, Zimbabwe's biggest opposition party, formerly known as the MDC Alliance, has changed its name to CCC, Chamisa Chete Chete. Um, 
It's actually the Citizens Coalition <laughs> for Change, which then leads to the question: Let's say that change happens, will they have to change their name again? Or mm. well, the ch- ch- anyway, change that's not never important. Come. And they've and they've also changed their primary color, their their branding from red to yellow. It's a, it's a huge move. The year before elections, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's a bad move. That's what that is. But uh, yeah, that's what. Why? Why? You think so? The issue of the MDC name has has been going on pretty much since Mutambara versus Changire. Yeah, when Jamisa got into his battle with with Kupe, he should have just taken it. Like at that point, they should they just should have changed it back then. Like strategically, the name is already so embattled. You've how many versions of the MD? We've had more MDC variants than Loki's, bro. Mm, at this point, it's uh, it's the MDC multiverse. <laughs> Actually, someone tweeted that and, I, and it killed me. <laughs> and it's, it's they should have done this years ago. And doing it this anyway, close to the elections. What is I bad. find the most interesting part of it is it's literally Fadzi's branding. The way the yellow was used in the picture and the signature and the whatever. You know, you know, it'd be really funny if like they're at a meeting and like, ah, guys, ah, okay, find the boom. We need a new, we need a new slogan. Totally. And the father's like, I still have the Photoshop files for my campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they just removed layer. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Uh, next thing we're going to be seeing them there by uh, by Burdale, uh, <laughs> Churchill Churchill. and Burdale. <laughs> yes, intersection. <laughs> All right, Philip, let's listen to some music and get out of here. We got some dope new music that's come out. Mm-hmm. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's start with the brand new Takura, Takura. Always, always an occasion when Takura drops a new song. Uh, he's just dropped a song called Arori. Uh, along with the video. Let me drop it for you so you can hear. Here you go. Not bad, not bad. I mean, you know, a solid, you know, mid-tier effort. But when I listened to it again, I was like, yo, this is actually a banger. This is a good song. Mm. I quite like it. I like it a lot. Dope, 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 dope. The strings in the back. Arore. Uh, just a quick word about the video. So his muse in the video, her name's Muliwa. She is my friend's little sister. Well, I suppose the whole family are friends of mine. So I guess, yeah, she's she's a friend of mine. Mm. It was just, it was wild to see her in the video because mm. she's Look young. at you trying to insert yourself in everything. Wow, Dan. Wow. She's, she's, she's really young and innocent. I'm worried that she's Akutamba na Takura. Because type yake harore. 
Um, there's also something new from Gemma Griffiths as she's about to release, like Phil mentioned earlier, Girl from Harare. Um, it's a song called City Life. Um, and you can get it if you pre-add Gemma's album um, on whatever thing you listen to. Let me pull it up for you to listen to as well. Uh, City Life featuring someone by the name of Fresh Like Oh. I don't know who that is. Gemma when she's she's not not Afrobeats or Zim Dancehall Gemma this Gemma mm-hmm. that's my favorite Gemma yeah this is dope then um, something keeping it in Zim Philip Fusion 5 Manguiro one of my favorite bands they have a new single called Lucky check it out yeah. Nobody talking, yeah. You are smart, pretty baby, fresh and clean, and your body's so priceless, yeah. Mooma sees on the one donor, candida and letter lucky. Every day when I think about you, do you think about me? Every day when I think about you, do you think about me? Yeah. I want to die, I want to die, yeah. I want to die. Fusion 5 Manguiro are dope, man. I love their fight. They, they, they have some, it's like Afro Beats-ish, but there's a unique sound that they do, and I love it. Uh, Lucky by Fusion 5 Manguiro. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of um, Bien from Salty Soul. Yes, song. they are very Salty Soulish. You're right. But yeah, so uh, those are the three that I had from Zim. Uh, you also mentioned you have quite a few songs you wanted to check out. Uh yeah. In fact, I'm gonna put them on the playlist. I think the, the, there's some new cabs. Uh, there's some new stuff. I'll, I'll put it on the playlist. Uh, so yeah, be sure to check out the songs from the podcast playlist. I'll be updating it this week. We're just finalizing the artwork for the year, our art things. But that will be up this week. So be, be sure to check that out. Uh, but yeah, I think I thought we can we can call it wrap, Dan. Um, that was a good episode, man. Good episode. Good, good work. Good, good work. work. Good. I like it. I like it. I, like it. Mm-hmm. I think we. we in fact, we're not going to be, whew, we're not going to do an in-person episode for a while because I'm going to be traveling soon. Eh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make it work. Um, I, I think, I think also um, we, we had intimated it and we've sort of yeah, looked in the direction, but I think we should include one or two guests, not every week, but every once in a while, um, keep things spicy 
but only the guests we want, you know? Mm. Uh, maybe we can ask our, our listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, if there's someone you want on the podcast, uh, for whatever reason, don't just say the name. Tell us why. Like, what's interesting? Did they just release music or did they just appear? You know, we should get soon. We should get Sean. Because mm. I want to yeah. hear about movies and acting in Zim. But anyway. Yeah, I think we'll we, we, we'll line that up. Um, I got sent a bunch of music this week, actually. So, um, Solid the Plug sent through his, his his album that's dropping early next month. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so I don't want to be the fake person and just play a song off it. So, I, I want to give that a proper listen. I'm going to give that a listen. So, Solid, we got your email. Don't worry, we got you. But I got a random email from this kid in South Africa um, called Holy Trill. And he's got a, a song that's dropping next week called Grass Cut. He, he sent us an exclusive, 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 exclusive. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. So yeah, we're going to play out with that. But obviously, guys, please don't forget to support us. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Please don't forget to share. Um, just head on over to the, the link in this description or on our profile pages. We've now collated everything. You can, you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can follow us. You can, you can hit us up via email. It's all there. So please do so. Um, we've got some interesting stuff happening. So we've got a very big announcement. I think we're, go- we're gonna we're gonna save it um, until the ink is dry on the contract. <laughs> but next week we've got a new sponsor and we've got a big announcement. We've got two big things to announce, Dan. Okay, Ooh, and it's going to be a good year. Okay, so but how are we? Okay, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, we got, we got a lot of things going on right now. A lot of things going on. I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, guys, just follow us on the, on, on the tweets. Uh, get in touch because we, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, please, if you'd love to support the podcast, we really do need your support. Please head on over to our Patreon. It's in that link we just described. Or just head on over to twobroketrimbos.com forward slash donate. We really love and appreciate your support. But without further ado... This is my man, Holy Trill, with this unreleased tra- track called Grass Cut. It's going to be out in a week or two, but it's a banger. I- <laughs> yeah. Nigga, don't call me slime. You don't know my name. You just know my moves. Sending me snake emojis like we brodies. Hold up, ooh. Good thing I keep my grass cut. I'm trying to intrude. Sending me snake emojis like we brodies. Hold up, ooh. Nigga, don't call me slime. You don't know my name. You just know my moves. Sending me snake emojis like we brodies. Hold up, ooh. Good thing I keep my grass cut. I'm trying to intrude. Sending me snake emojis like we brodies. Hold up, ooh. Man, I just beat the system, done with school, but I still got stress Tryna get that bag, now run up chest, nigga, we don't rest I stay in the gym and I lay these raps until I sweat Chase my dreams and I shoot my shot, got a green release, I'm something like Steph Count my blessings, thank you God, keep my brethren's by my side Leave no fakes inside my circle, I spy with my little eye There's a snake in my grass and he keeps calling me slime Should I greet or should I mind? Yeah, the and you gon' die Nigga, don't call me slime, you don't know my name, you just know my moves Sending me snake emojis like we brodies, hold up, ooh Good thing I keep my grass cut, I'm tryna intrude Sending me snake emojis like we brodies, hold up, ooh Nigga don't call me slime, you don't know my name, you just know my moves Sending me snake emojis like we brodies, hold up, ooh Good thing I keep my grass cut, I'm tryna intrude Sending me snake emojis like we brodies, hold up, ooh 